for us as a business. Vulnerability, inclusivity is key. It's in all of our sort of strategic plans. It's in our culture, I think, hugely as well. Um, so it's in everything that we do. We have, because we're a bit of a smaller water company, the teams that we work with are that we're all on the same floor. We're all sitting a desk across, um, and and we've got a lot of experience in this area. So it just felt it was almost the right time to pause, transition onto the new standard, um, which was quite exciting because it has a slightly different way of looking at things. So we were very much around taking the opportunity, but also for us, it, it's it's now built into what we do. So it's very much just continuing that journey and improving. You are listening to Inclusive Service Kite Mark, a series from The Standard Show, the podcast that brings you the stories behind the standards. We got together in the office and um, there was a mass of emails, which is our way of celebrating because there's so many of us. And then we just got the teams together really and just did a really big well done and um, got some cakes in, had some teas, coffees and just really a general well done. And, and then we pushed it out as a business lots of emails out about the amazing achievement that we've done and um, and yeah it's just a big well done to the teams really it's a lot of hard work for their side so you know can't do it without the whole culture and business coming together hello this is matthew childs and welcome to inclusive service kite mark a series from the standard show a series which showcases the experiences of organizations who have achieved this particular kite mark now we can all become vulnerable at any time This can be through disability, ill health, financial hardship or life events such as relationship breakdown. But with the right practices in place, being in a vulnerable situation doesn't mean it has to be more difficult to make smart and informed choices. So to help consumers have confidence in services when they need them most and to allow organisations to demonstrate their best inclusive service practices, BSI created the Inclusive Service Kite Mark Scheme. The scheme combines the best practice from the international standard ISO 22458 for consumer vulnerability and the requirements of some of the UK's leading regulatory bodies. It's all about helping organisations to do the right thing when it comes to inclusive service. The BSI Kite Mark has been informing the decision-making of consumers and organisations for over 100 years. It's recognised as a symbol of quality, safety and trust. KiteMark certification means that a claim about a product or a service has been independently and repeatedly tested by experts. In this series, you'll hear organisations describe some of the improvements they made to the way they do things to achieve the inclusive service KiteMark, what achieving the KiteMark has meant to them in terms of delivering positive outcomes for consumers, and the advice they would give to other organisations looking to start their own journeys to achieve this kite mark. This episode of the series is about the experiences of South East Water. They supply drinking water to 2.2 million customers in the southeast of England. And the voice you heard at the top of the episode was that of Southeast Water's resilient customer manager, Amy Wernham, speaking to me at an event celebrating Southeast Water as one of the first organisations to achieve the inclusive service kite mark, all about their motivations wanting to achieve it and how they celebrated their success. Now, a reminder that you can subscribe to The Standard Show wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find and follow us on social media too. All of the details are in the show notes. And the show notes is also where you can find links to more information about the Kite Mark and other content featured in this episode. So, after the Kite Mark celebration event, I caught up with Amy to talk more about the importance of the Kite Mark for Southeast Water. 
but I started where we left off with their celebration. Well, with us, we obviously have a slightly different business structure where we've got lots of teams that are all involved in the kite mark um, and and bless them, they all came together really strongly to make sure that we we um, embrace that as a business. So the team that we're really delivering behind this, we all got cakes, uh, a bit of coffee, tea and of course, a good bottle of Prosecco, not in the business, <laughs> but for after. It was a lot of hard work that went into it across the teams. Um, but it's also about celebrating that with the wider business. So a lot of what we do is then we we kind of push those messages out and we go into the teams in the office as well, share that great news and, and just really get everyone together to ensure that we, we all know and are really proud of the work that we're doing and celebrate that. That's, I think that's really, really important. I mean, that, if anyone listens to The Standard Show on a regular basis knows that tea, coffee and cake make a regular appearance. So I'm glad you <laughs> celebrated in, in, the, in the Standard Show style. Now, back to the Kite Mark scheme itself here, Amy. You know, I'm interested to know how easy did you find following the scheme itself and, and assessing it against your own organisation's processes? Well, we'd previously held the 18477 um, inclusive service provision and we were the first water company to go through that process. So we were really proud um, to hold that. And and as part of that original um, audit, we had made a lot of changes already um, to the systems that we do in terms of how we monitor, how we track and how we communicate out across our various teams to make sure we're being as inclusive as possible. Um, So with the transition to the ISO 22458 um, we actually, it was a real mapping process. Um, so a lot of the work we were already doing, um, but it was actually understanding how we take the new criteria and the new ISO and apply that across our various teams. Now, for us, that looked a little bit of a reshape, um, which I think is always a positive because it brings a new perspective to the work that we're already doing. Um, and it was it was restructuring the audit process to ensure that we were covering off all elements and were able to communicate that effectively. But I think in doing that process and undertaking that work, you naturally look at things from that new lens and it gives us a way of engaging teams differently um, and communicating it differently in the audit itself. So we, it, it is a challenge um, and it was a challenge that, you know, a mapping quest that we had to undergo. But I think one that was really valuable for us as a business and every time we, we go through this uh, process with BSI we we take something new from it and I think that's really what this has given us. You're talking there about seeing things through a different lens and doing things new now standards if, if they're about anything are about doing things better so I'm interested to know you know that the improvements you made in order to achieve the kite mark maybe pick out th- sort of three three improvements you did in order to achieve this particular kite mark. So I think one of those, a big improvement on our side um, is as a business, we have a wide range of training and completely different levels of teams that need to deliver on inclusivity in all areas. So from sort of communications to helping vulnerable customers in supply incidents to communicating that training out across the business. Um, And I think a key area of opportunity that we identified in this audit was actually to create a new um, level of training specifically around inclusivity and um, consumer vulnerability um, and this is we already had these bits in place already but it was actually really honing that in and restructuring that and that's that's a piece of work that we're under is underway at the moment and um, to actually get that new training out and to embed it more within 
our business and our structure. So we have a new training system um, that was under development anyway, but it's all being rolled into that new structure. And it's it's about not only delivering that training, but tracking that training in in a really effective way. So that was a that was a really strong point that um, that we took from from the audit. Um, and I think another another really strong perspective for us was actually ensuring that the processes we have in place as a business to ensure that things are accessible and inclusive, um, we're actually communicating them out wider so that everyone's aware of the work that we are doing. Um, and we're continuously looking to improve on accessibility. So we've now, we've widened out our partnerships to bring in other organizations, because again, a key thing that we take from this is, is that collaboration piece and being able to share those key practices and um, and policies that people have. So we're now working with, with partners um, and different charity organizations to bring out that new perspective further into what we do as a business. So ensure that our website, our billing, um, our systems are being driven from the off from customer um, vulnerability and accessibility. And we're building that in from the, the foundations now um, to ensure that everything that we do, it, it's been placed at the heart of that. So it was a journey we were underway, but it's one that is real, really supported by this um, by this ISO. Well, it sounds like a quite a significant journey here with, with some sort of big improvements that you were making along the way. I just wonder overall, how has how achieving this kite mark brought you confidence that you're achieving positive outcomes for customers? I think it's it's through the accreditation process. So it gives us as an organisation the opportunity to check back what we're already doing and ensure that the structures and policies are in place. Um, so the kite mark in itself gives customers reassurance on the fact that we are doing what we say we're doing and that we've got that inclusivity built in. So it's a it's a really amazing achievement for us as an organization to be able to be one of the first nine to have this. But I think it also um, enables us to check ourselves through this structure and with the support of BSI to ensure if there is anything that needs those improvements or if there's any new ideas, innovations from the other nine companies that are involved, you know, the, these audits are constantly evolving and, and we're very on board with the fact that you can, we have inclusivity built in from our core, from our company purpose. Um, and we need to make sure that we're being fair and responsible in everything that we're doing. But actually that, that landscape changes continuously. And by being part of this, this journey with everyone else and with BSI, it gives us that, those checkpoints. And that builds that reassurance that we're not only achieving and, and striving for that as a business, but we're continuously improving that. Just as a, as a final thought then, Amy, you mentioned journeys there. What advice would you give to other organisations looking to start their own journeys to achieve this particular kite mark? The advice that I would give, and it's probably the strongest bit of advice I can give, is to actually go for the ISO. And I think a lot of there's a lot of concern out there that companies might not be in the right position to actually undergo this audit but what I would say is that you'll probably find a lot of the work that you're doing is is actually already included in this and it will shine a light on key areas where you may be delivering on work but actually there might be a better way to track that or there might be a, a different way to embed that within the business I think that most businesses now are fully aware of the need for inclusivity from from core and I think that what, what this ISO does is give every organisation that undergoes it the opportunity to review where they are, um, but also to improve where they are. Like I don't know anyone out of the nine that, 
that didn't have some form of improvement or insight from going through this process. And no doubt we will every time. And I think if we don't, then, you know, for us, that's what we take as an organisation is to ensure that it, it builds that continuous improvement. So my strong advice would be that if you're considering going for it, then then take that plunge and, and go for the audit and actually BSI will support and it will give you a wealth of materials and a wider network to just keep continuously improving on accessibility and inclusivity. You have been listening to Inclusive Service Kitemark, a series from The Standard Show. Subscribe to The Standard Show now, wherever you get your podcasts. You just heard a stripped media production.